I am. Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all, all up in your brain, brain. and giving you real <laughs> practical application. Hello. That's right. It's another episode here at Practically Christian Podcast. Thank you. You are too kind with your applause. They are. You would never guess that it's just us in this room. Just a button. However, I hope that everybody out there is having a wonderful week. Yes. I know it's only Wednesday. And I'm not coughing anymore. But hopefully your week has been going pretty. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hashtag essential oils, oregano. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I have to deal with on a regular I basis. Had you. Hey. All this witchcraft. I know people that have been sick for weeks with the same thing, and here I am, not coughing anymore. Just saying. It's awesome. Might be something to it. Keep. <laughs> what? The computer was doing something weird, so. Anyway, um, so this week, and, and I know there's been a little bit of giggling and laughing, mm-hmm. um, but this week we do actually have a pretty heavy topic to talk about as, as we're going to talk about the sanctity of human life. Yes. Um, and it's very important and, and we will be discussing, you know, some very heavy topics. So again, if you listen with your kids, I'm not saying don't listen. Um, but be aware that there will be some heavy Right. Conversation. You know, and and just a heads up real quick, like, you know, it's going to be, we're, we're going to discuss abortion and murder and racism. And, and so if those aren't conversations that you're ready to have with your kids yet, listen to this by yourself. Right. But another thing, and, and this is actually a little more exciting, is we have now conquered the 4,000 download mark. 4,000 downloads and counting. Thank you very much to everyone who listens, shares, and shares, and shares. Yes, thank you to everyone who shares. And if you're not sharing, I do wonder why. Like, I what, agree. You, you know what I mean? What, what do you have to do that's better than listening to this on the way to work? Or just clicking a button that says share episode. Yeah, it's not You know it's going to be good. And if you're friends with us... Please understand, I very much expect you to share this. <laughs> As always, if you want to join in the conversation, if you want to have your voice heard, head over to Practically Christian Podcast on Facebook mm-hmm. um, and join in in the community over there. You know, click like, follow. That way you stay up to date with all the news and stuff we have going on um, and let your voice be heard. Let's let's hear what you got to say. Right. And lastly, I want to take a moment and I do, I want to thank, and I know we don't do it every episode. Um, But I do want to thank Theology Mix um, for the partnership we have with them. Correct. They help distribute this podcast on a worldwide scale. And we have people listening in what countries? Every continent except Antarctica. Except Antarctica. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. We're going to get you. Do you know how to sound like a penguin? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not it. That sounds like a hamster. I know because we have a classroom hamster who's in our girl's room right now. Do you? Yep, I brought him home. I felt sorry for him. I don't like leaving him in the classroom. <sighs> Nothing better than having rats in the Oh, he's not a rat. He's sweet. He's so disheveled and confused. All right, but to to jump in because I'm going to need all the time we have to discuss this. And and please, 
I don't, I don't think this conversation, this, you know, the next 25 minutes are, is going to be an exhaustive conversation on the topics that we're, we're talking about right now. Right. Um, that being said, I do want to, you know, talk about the, the horror that we have, um, going on right now in this country. Right. And really, in all honesty, it's a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just, not just here in America. Right. You know, it, it happens on every continent in every place in the world. Correct. Um, and we're going to discuss it and, and what our role, you know, let's stop being practically Christian about it and and let's look and see what our role with it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but this past week there's, there's been a couple of things that have happened, you know, here in America. Right. Um, and the first is we celebrated or, and, and celebrates really the wrong word. I don't mean celebrate. We remembered the Holocaust. Right. Um, it was National and, Holocaust Day. And for those of you that are out there like, oh, that never happened. It did. Yeah. Like, it's history. Um, it did happen. It was a slaughter of six million Jews. Awful. Um, awful. Who were killed. And, and that doesn't even include everybody who was affected by World War II. I mean, there's a reason they call it a world war. Right. Um, but these these six million Jews that were killed in different concentration camps Mm -hmm. you know like auschwitz and in fact i was listening to um another podcast over the week and uh dude it killed me one third one third Mm -hmm. of millennials actually let me rephrase it three quarters no what would one okay so one third then two thirds would be the rest of it okay so two (laughs) thirds okay no i'm really good math i'm really bad with fractions your your strong suit um, two thirds, two thirds, two thirds of all millennials could not tell you what Auschwitz was. Oh, ouch. Isn't that our generation? It is our generation. We learned about it in school, but they could not tell you what Auschwitz was. Wow. That's terrible. That is terrible. Which I mean, I'm assuming zillennials are at an even higher I mean, an even higher fraction of them have no idea unless their families, you know, tell them about it. But I was just blown away by this. Yeah. Um, but we remember the Holocaust and, and the horrors that were happening there mm-hmm. and these people that are killed simply because they're Jewish. We also remembered Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We did. Mm-hmm. You know, the civil rights activist that really without him. Um, Oof, my classroom wouldn't look the way it does. Well, our our country would look completely different than yeah. what it does. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of all this, mm-hmm. in New York this past week, mm-hmm. they um, took it upon themselves to pass a bill allowing abortion up to nine months, nine months, full term. Mm-hmm. Like you can be on your way to the hospital. Correct. And go, I can't do this. The health of my mind is at risk. Now, understand, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't help draft this bill. I don't even live close to that state. Right. Um, But it just, it blew me away. Not only would they pass this bill. But celebrate it. But the clapping and cheering and, and everything that you heard coming out of. And then, I just and then you even... saw they had a parade. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that parade was... Accurate? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that had something to do. I, I think that might might have been a confusion. I don't have the 
specifics on that. But um, it it doesn't matter. I mean, just the clapping alone, all, all these politicians clapping and being joyous, and I can't even wrap my head around it. At all. As, At all. As a mother who was, who the high-risk doctor recommended I terminate the pregnancy at 20 weeks. Um, with our twins. With our twin girls. Yes. I mean, called me himself personally and recommended a termination because he said they had um, tested positive for Down syndrome and spina bifida, and it would be in my best interest just to terminate the pregnancy and just let him know. He said, just give me a call. Let me know when you want to get this done, and we'll get it taken care of. 20 weeks pregnant. I couldn't even wrap my head around the thought of doing that, much less waiting till nine months. Oh, my gosh. Well, and they took it one step further, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just doctors who can perform these abortions now. Oh, I didn't see that. It's nurse practitioners. Mm. It's um, physician's assistants. It's Mm -hmm. um, some midwives. I can't. So so it's not even like medical doctors. Like, we've opened this up. And then... It, they they worded it with this he- women's health thing right um and and now the big push is will do, is mental health considered part of that so if this it, nurse if know? this nurse practitioner deems that it is not good for the woman's mental health to have this to baby? have this baby right they can just terminate they can it. terminate the pregnancy murder forget about terminate now, the, I mean, the problem just... with that is I'm sure nurse practitioners, you know, and I'm not one, but I'm sure they've taken some classes um, as far as uh, what, mental psych- illness or, right. or mental disorder or, you know, something to do with the psyche. Well, um, but they are not trained to diagnose right. psychological um, Like effects. psychiatric issues? At all. Right. You know, and I sit here and I go... That's part of the problem right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't take my car, you know, that that's not running to... The gas station and ask the clerk to tell me what's wrong right, with it? Right, yeah. Like, you can pump gas and you're really good at that, but you're not good at diagnosing an engine. What's and, going on with my transmission? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so before we even move in, in, in into that direction... Um, because I know there's, there's a lot of Christians out there and, and first of all, and first and foremost, hear me when I say this, I am not shaming any woman out there. No. Okay. Mm -mm. If, if you've had an abortion in the past, if you're even sitting here right now, listening to this, contemplating an abortion, I'm not shaming anyone out there. I'm not attacking a woman for that. No. However, we are going to look at what does the Bible say about abortion? Mm -hmm. Um, and and going into this, we have to understand most people out there, if I went, hey, do you think we should be able to murder people? Would tell you no. Most people would say no. Right. Not all people, because I, I, I do think some people would say yes. <laughs> I, I agree. Mm-hmm. But most people out there would say no. Right. It, it is wrong to murder a person. Right. You got it where it needs to be I'm now? good. Yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> so, so let's... Let's go ahead and understand first. I mean, Genesis 9, 6, Matthew 15, 19, 19, 18, Mark 10, 9, 10, 19, Luke 18, John 8, Acts 3, and Romans 1, and Romans 13 all say 
you can't murder. You know what? And there's one I want to put on that list that I didn't say right there. Uh-huh. Exodus 20 is where we get the Ten Commandments from. Right. Thou shalt not murder is right. definitely one of the Ten Commandments. So, so if you argue with me that it's okay to murder, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry, just... One of the Ten Commandments is you should not murder. Right, right, right. Now, that being said, when is a person a person? Because that really, in and of itself, that's where... The definition? Well, that's where the conversation really has to start. Right. Because most people who are are pro-choice people Mm -hmm. will tell you that a baby is not a person. Because they're not dependent upon, like, they are totally dependent on the mother to sustain life. Um, The problem with that is so is my 11-year-old. Right. Um, So, like, if we weren't here, he's not getting by. Right. You know, our 8-year-olds, they're not getting by. So, if, if, if we're not around, I mean, does that mean... Like if we can't, well, since they're dependent upon me, should does that give me the right, right? Does that give me the right? Right. Like at any moment where I can go, you know what? Mm, this parenting thing's really not for right. me. Right. So, I agree. With so you. if that's your definition of you have to be able to sustain life by yourself, well, then there are a lot of people outside of I mean, the we body. Have, we have homeless people all over the country. Should they just do away with them too? That's, well, they can sustain life, and that, that would be the argument. You know, and, and there's some people out there that would tell me, oh, well, you know, your 11-year-old could sustain life. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it seems like he has a rough time, you know, being able to bathe properly. Right. What about um, mentally ill or, you know. Absolutely. Like, or, or, or a, a, a mental, you know, mental illness or birth defect. I mean, someone that's completely dependent on someone else to take care of them, i.e. their mom, should they just, I mean, after they're here, do you just get rid of them? Like, it just doesn't make, I can't, I just, it doesn't make, and I know people who, I know women who have had abortions, I do. And I love them, and we've had deep conversations about it, and some of them are fine with it. Some of them have deep, deep, deep deep-rooted regret and pain. And, and... That brings me to the next point. Let's define when life is, okay? Um, For those of you who don't know, the heart starts beating, the baby's heart starts beating at 18 days after conception. Right. You don't even know you're pregnant yet. Right. Like, understand that. Wrap your your head around that. Mm -hmm. You don't even know you're pregnant yet. Right. And the heartbeat's already there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If we look at this strictly from a scriptural point of view... Before you were even born. And well, mm-hmm. even before I go there, in Luke 1, we see um, Mary is going to visit her relative, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary is pregnant with Jesus. Jesus. Right. And when Mary walks in, we see John the Baptist leaps for joy in her belly. All of those are signs of life to me. Right. While she is pregnant with John the Baptist. Right. Um, Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Right. Okay. You can't know something. Like, you don't ever tell a clump of cells, I know you. Psalm 139. That's what. Is that what you were going to say? Not the next one, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, babe. 
I don't have the whole verse in my head. <laughs> You're fearfully and wonderfully made. There you go. Um, there's more to Psalm 139. I know, just, there is. <laughs> and we'll get there in a second. I just can't say um, the whole verse without bursting into tears. You know, Matthew 120. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. This is Joseph. He's mm-hmm. dreaming. He's going, how can Mary be pregnant? Right. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child mm-hmm. who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So they didn't say the clump of cells. They did not. They didn't say the thing. They did not. It was the child, the actual, like a person. Isaiah 49. <clears throat> One, Mm -hmm. listen to me, O islands, and pay attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, Mm. he named me. Right. Look at that. Exodus 21, 22, and 23, if men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child Mm. so that she gives birth prematurely, yet there is no injury, he shall surely be fined as the woman's husband may be deemed Demand of him, and he shall pay as the judge decides. But if there is further injury, then you shall appoint as a penalty life for life. Life. Mm. So if you killed a child in the womb, you'd be killed? That is what Exodus 21 is saying. Okay. That it is a life for for a a life. life. Um, Psalms 139 you know, again, the whole psalm is talking about life. And this is this is more so for clarification and understanding because there are some Christ claimers going, well, I really don't see what the big deal is. I don't understand. You have to understand that there are biblical implications for choices like this. And if you tell people you're a Christian and you you are condoning this and you're backing it and or or you're just going, I'm not even going to jump in the conversation you are actively saying it's okay. And and I'm glad you went there with that. Mm-hmm. How can you sit here on one hand mm-hmm. and demand equality for all people? But kill a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, well, she's still pregnant. How can, especially here in the state of Florida, if you, just like Exodus 21 said, mm-hmm. if, if you strike a pregnant woman mm-hmm. and the baby dies... You, you can actually be charged with homicide. Right. Which does, again, I, does it make sense to me? Like, it's backwards. Like, it, it's all backwards. And But I just I just sit here and I go, if if we go back to, you know, in, in really even looking at racism, mm. we are all made in the image of... God. Right. Genesis 26. Like, you can hear in the background right now. You can hear our daughters. Right. So, if you just heard that, I apologize. I don't apologize. <laughs> They're my babies. Um, they can talk. But no, I'm not saying they can't talk. But, I know. You know, I, I, we try. We definitely try to limit that. Um, Only during the podcast. When we're doing, yes, when we're doing <laughs> like, podcasts. Phrase that. Because um, if if you didn't see on Facebook, you know, we had the updated picture, and and this is how we do what we do, and we do this in our living room, right? Um, and our house isn't, you know, a mansion, so it's no, not like God. we're on one side and the kids are on the other, right? Um, <laughs> Oh, but anyway, other, so so anyway, I, no, I don't apologize. My kids are talking. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, we don't tell our kids not to talk. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get I you go, flustered. You know, during the podcast, could you keep it down? Right. You know? But anyway, um, looking at that though, like, like, what moral ground do you have to stand on right. to call out racism? 
but on the same hand go, but you can kill a baby. Right. Just because the woman's still pregnant. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't. And and I guess. I can't understand it. I guess the big thing there is where did life come from? Right. Like that would have to be the big picture idea right there. And a lot of it is, I think there are people that, I mean, they, I, I know they claim Jesus, they claim Christ, but they don't know what the Bible says. So they're kind of stuck in this position where they're going, well, you know, I really don't want to judge anyone. And I think you lose focus of what's really going on if you're worried about someone looking at you like you're judging. This is a matter of life and death of human beings, the people that God created. I mean, like like Josh said, they are... We are all created in God's image and likeness, whether you're talking about a baby that is set to be aborted, whether you're talking about um, the Jews, if you're talking about other minorities, I myself, am an, am I, I am a minority. For those of you that don't know, I couldn't even say that. I don't know why. So, I mean, we are all made in the image of God. And I think as Christians, we really need to grab a hold of what that means and and not get confused with what we feel. Uh, well, you know, my heart says, because I'll take you back to Jeremiah that says the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. We can't feel something. We have to know what scripture says. And that way we base our decisions on scripture and not what we feel. Absolutely. How can you sit here and go human trafficking is wrong? Right. How can you sit here and go modern day slavery is wrong? How can you even sit here and go slavery was wrong? Right. If if you sit here and go, well, it's the woman's right. What gives her that right? Well, it's her body. But what? <laughs> I no, I hear you. I'm just saying that's what the argument is. And one thing that you know, as a father, I want to bring up, mm-hmm. and you know, again, I don't mean to offend women out there, but why don't I have a right? As a dad. Well, I, well, like when you were pregnant with any one of our kids, I could have made whatever decision. Right. Right. And I don't have a say so in any. And of I that. disagree with that. I agree. I mean, I agree that I disagree. <laughs> no, I don't think that's fair. But that's a whole, to me, that's a whole other podcast. I don't think dads, fathers, and men, especially um, the good ones, because there are good men and there are bad men, and there are good women and there are bad women. I think men get a bad rap, and that's a whole other podcast. For First me. of all, let's not use the word good and bad, <clears throat> okay, because that's a relative term. Because there is no one righteous. No, not one. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Not trying to call anyone righteous. Um, you know what I mean. But again, if, if we sit here and go, we are a clump of cells that originated, you know, from this Big Bang. If that's where life originated, and that's what gives us the right to pick and choose who we can and cannot kill, then I get that. Although I am going to sit here and go, where did this material from the Big Bang come from? Right. Because if you go back generation, like, oh, well, it came from a dying star. Well, where Where did that that star come come from? from? Well, that came from a dying galaxy. Well, where where did that that galaxy? Eventually, you have to get to the point where you go, something created Created something out of absolutely nothing. Nothing. And and the first law of thermodynamics is matter cannot be created or destroyed. Matter or energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. It can be changed. It can be manipulated, but it cannot be created or destroyed. So in other words... At some point, we have to go, at some point, we have to go, something created something out of nothing. Right. 
at some point we have to go, there was a divine something. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case and the Bible is true and accurate and everything it says, then the author of life is God. God. Right. Now, on the flip side of this, okay, talking to us as practically Christians, mm-hmm. here's part of the problem. We want to attack abortion. Mm-hmm. We want to attack the women who are getting abortions. We mm-hmm. want to call them murderers. We want to call them all these lovely little words. And I please hear my sarcasm in that one. He's not saying they're lovely because they're not lovely words. But what we should be doing mm-hmm. is going, how can I serve you? Right, because for someone to be in a position to to get to the point where they're almost nine months pregnant or nine months pregnant, and they're going, I'm going to end this pregnancy. That that's heavy. I mean, I, I mean, at 20 weeks, being told that the girls were going to be, you know, deformed and they were going to have Down syndrome, I couldn't even imagine terminating the pregnancy. So, you know, to be in a position where you you go, this is my only option. How how hurt? How much trauma are they going through within themselves? You should be offering love and hope. And even if it's something they go through after you've tried to talk to them, you should still love them. Or even other options. Like, what about adoption? Right. What about, hey, maybe, no, maybe you should wind up keeping them. And and I'm not saying, like, these are project women. They're not. No. These are real women with real emotions who really feel things, Mm -hmm. who are really going through something. Yes. You don't, like, this isn't what you just, oh, I'm pregnant, let me go get an abortion. Like, it's not like this I mean, lightweight decision. And there are some women who are hashtag shouting their abortion. I mean, that's really what the hashtag is. Um, that's a whole other beast. That's a whole other group of women. We're talking about the women that are hurting and and really impacted by this decision that they're going to make. Right. I sit here and go, what if we as the church stepped up into that role? What's the statistic? What if, if we actually loved these people and actually did for these people? If every evangelical church um, adopted one child, we yeah. would eradicate the foster and adoption system here in America. Right. Imagine that. We we talk about, I mean, and you know my heart about adoption and fostering, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> if, if we really did what the Bible said we're supposed to do, um, the world would look totally different. Instead of screaming at everyone and calling people names and you know, fighting on Facebook, you could be opening your home and welcoming a new child. Oh, I agree 100%. I'm glad you agree on the podcast. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm not saying I agree that our best position right now would be to adopt a (laughs) child. I know. What I'm saying is I agree with what you were saying. Right. Um, But that's what I mean. What if instead of being part of the solution, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, no woman is walking into an abortion clinic. Be part of the solution. Yes, instead of because I'm going to go ahead and oh, okay. tell you, no woman is watching walking into an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. and when you shout murderer to her, right. it's going to change her heart. Right. Like, and I, and yes, you're going to stand there and you're going to tell me, oh well, it's truth. It is truth. It's I'm true. not saying that a murder isn't being committed. What I am saying is, she didn't get to that position lightly. Right. You know, especially if it's a later term, right? You felt the baby move, like you felt this baby growing inside of you, right? Her decision to go to where she is is in a clinic wasn't something that she came to easily. Mm-hmm. 
why don't we mourn with those who mourn? Right. Why don't we put an arm around her? And why don't we show her, hey, look, we're here for you. How mm-hmm. can we support you? How can, can we I help do you? For you right? Yes. How can I serve you? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I sit here and go, what if we took that route instead of just standing up and condemning? Mm-hmm. Because really, unless you believe we came from Stardust, you knew that that baby inside of you is a life. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And again, you don't agree? Hit us up. I would love to have this conversation yeah, with have you. have a conversation I'm going to tell it. you right now, hit me up on Facebook, and I'm not going to have a conversation with you on Facebook um, because that's not the time or the place, but I would love to have you on the show. Right. Let me hear your opinion. Let's let's talk about your opinion. Let's let's see where you're at, um, and, and let's go for there. You, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So this week, though, I do challenge you. I challenge you to do something, to be part of a solution, have conviction. I'm not saying go on social media and blast every single person that is on social media and, and, and calling people murderers and calling people like you don't deserve life and how dare you do this or throwing blood on them, but stand up for something, have a voice. You can, you can talk to your, your local Congress people. You can talk to your sentence. Like you can, you can actually reach out and be the hands and feet of Jesus Talk to those who you talk to and understand that we are literally killing millions of people through this. Like, think about this from Roe v. Wade, the millions of people that never got a chance to experience life. So this week, I challenge you. I challenge you to to go ahead and be involved in the solution and quit just being part of the problem. So until next week, we love you and we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you. Is that new?